Welcome to Lore Club, where a bunch of friends from all over the internet come together to bring lore from our favorite games, fandoms, and more to life. Today, we've got the first of a trilogy of Sermon on the Mount-style deliverances from Vivek, and then a rather questionable story about the warrior poet hooking up with an evil god. So be prepared for even more symbolism than usual, and blanket content warning for the second half. Let's go. These were the days of Resdania, when Keimer and Dwemer lived under the wise and benevolent rule of the Almsivi and their champion, the Hortator, when the gods of Veloth would retreat unto their own to mold the cosmos and other matters, the Hortator would at times become confused. Vivek would always be there to advise him, and this is the first of the three lessons of ruling kings. The waking world is the amnesia of dream. All motifs can be mortally wounded. Once slain, themes turn into the structure of future nostalgia. Do not abuse your powers, or they will lead you astray. They will leave you like rebellious daughters. They will lose their virtue. They will become lost and resentful, and finally become pregnant with the seed of folly. Soon, you will be the grandparent of a broken state. You will be mocked. It will fall apart like a stone that recalls it is really water. Keep nothing in your house that is neither needed or beautiful. Ordeals you should face unimpeded by the world of restriction. The splendor of stars is Iam's domain. The selfishness of the sea is Set's. I rule the middle air. All else is earth and under your temporal command. There is no bone that cannot be broken, except for the heart bone. You will see it twice in your lifetimes. Take what you can the first time and let us do the rest. There is no true symbolism of the center. The Sharmat will believe there is. He will feel that he can cause years of exuberance from sitting in the sacred, when really no one can leave that state and cause anything more but strife. There is once more the case of the symbolic and barren. The true prince that is cursed and demonized will be adored at least with full hearts. According to the codes of Mephala, there can be no official art, only fixation points of complexity that will erase from the awe of the people given enough time. This is a secret that hides another. An impersonal survival is not the way of the ruling king. Embrace the art of the people and marry it, and by that I mean secretly have it murdered. The ruling king that sees in another his equivalent rules nothing. The secret of weapons is this, they are the mercy seat. The secret of language is this, it is immobile. The ruling king is armored head to toe in brilliant flame. He is redeemed by each act he undertakes. His death is only a diagram back to the waking world. He sleeps the second way. The Sharmat is his double, and therefore you wonder if you rule nothing. Hortator and Sharmat, one and one, eleven, an inelegant number. Which of the ones is more important? Could you ever tell if they switched places? I can, and that is why you will need me. According to the codes of Mephola, there is no difference between the theorist and the terrorist. Even the most cherished desire disappears in their hands. This is why Mephala has black hands. Bring both of yours to every argument. The one-handed king finds no remedy. When you approach God, however, cut both them off. God has no need of theory, and he is armored head to toe in terror. The ending of the words is Almsivi. As the Hortator pondered the first lesson of ruling kings, Vivek wandered into the morning hold and found that Iam was with a pair of lovers. 
Set had divided himself again. Vivek then leapt through into their likenesses to observe, but he gained no secrets that he did not already know. He left a few of his own behind to make the journey worthwhile. Then Vivek left the capital of Veloth and wandered far into the ash. He found a span of badlands to practice his giant form. He made of his feet a less dense material than the divine to keep from falling waist-deep into the earth. At this point, the first corner of the House of Troubles, the Prince Molag Baal, made his presence known. Vivek looked on the King of Rape and said, How very beautiful you are that you do not join us. And Molag Baal crushed the warrior poet's feet, which were not invulnerable, and had legions cleave them off. Mighty fires from the beginning place were brought like nets to hold Vivek, and he led them. I would prefer some kind of ceremony if we are to be married. And the legions that took the feet were summoned again and ordered to begin a banquet. Pomegranates sprang from the badlands and tents were raised. A throng of Velothi mystics came, reading the passages of the severed feet on the ground, and weeping until the scriptures were wet. We must love each other briefly, if at all. I am needed to counsel the Hortator in more important matters, because the Dwemery High Priests stir up trouble. You may have my head for an hour. Molag Bal rose up and extended six arms to show his worth. They were decorated in runes of seduction and its reverse. They were decorated in the annotated calendars of longer worlds. When he spoke, mating monsters fell out. Where must it go? He said. I told you, I am meant to be the teacher of the King of the Earth. With these magic words, the King of Rape added another, Kim, which is the secret syllable of royalty. Vivek had what he needed from the Daedrith, and so married him that day. In the hour that Baal had his head, the King of Rape asked for proof of love. Vivek spoke two poems to show him such, but only the first is known. I am not sure just how much glass it took to make your hair. Twice as much, I'm sure, as the oceans have to share. Hell, my sweet, is a fiction writ by those who tell the truth. My mouth is skilled at lying, and its alibi, a tooth. The sons and daughters of Vivek and Molag Bal number in the thousands. The name of the mightiest is a string of power. Gulgamor Yil Hayat Ahum. The ending of the words is Amsivi. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. You just heard the 36 Lessons of Vivek, Sermon 11 and 12. Next time, we'll be performing Sermon 13, so get subscribed if you aren't already. Our cast this time around included Charlie Strom as narrator, myself as Vivek, and Alexander Alston as narrator and Molag Ball. This episode was edited by me, Joseph R. Strom, for The Fanet. You can find everyone's links, additional credits, and a transcript of today's production in the show notes at thefanet.com slash loreclub. 
That's T-H-E-F-A-N-E-T dot com slash lore club. 